Hi guys, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sebi Tennyson and here with me is... Joshua Motosha. Awesome. So on today's episode, we will be talking about finance and mental health. So recently, mm. I he said, so I have been doing some research about this and apparently there has been a cyclical relationship between your financial stress and your mental health. And I believe that this has not been spoken about a lot because you see a lot of people going through depression episodes or being suicidal as a result of financial burden. And based on recent statistics where millennials and Gen Zs are experiencing higher levels of debt than their predecessors before them, it's very important that we talk about this particular pandemic play on words because we're in a pandemic going on in our generation. So Joshua, what do you think about financial stress, mental health, and everything in between? Yes, I definitely agree with what you said. This is something that has been brewing and I've been seeing it, you know, people like us that we were fortunate enough to graduate from college. You've seen people, you know, suffer from financial distress. And this to me is as a result of a combination of different effects. Some people is from family stuff. And even a lot of people who have quote unquote good jobs, we have inflation going up every every day, basically. Even though their salaries are good, if every other thing is increasing in price, then it's like their salaries are actually decreasing. They cannot do anything more. Houses are getting more expensive. Used cars are getting more more expensive. So even if these people want to do something good for themselves, they want to start having income generating assets. Mm -hmm. It's a little harder because assets are inflating every time. But with most people, their salaries are staying the same or maybe increasing just a little in comparison to the other stuff that's going up in price. For sure. For sure. So according to a recent study from American Psychological Association, APA, studies found that 72% of Americans feel stressed about money, at least some of the time. And that's crazy because that would basically be a C, which is a passing grade, which means that financial <laughs> stress is passing in this generation. So what can people do? I feel like the first thing to identify is the effects. Like, Hey, is this actually affecting my health? Some people have difficulty sleeping, weight gain or weight loss, depression, anxiety, relationship difficulties, social withdrawals, and all other ailments that before them. So what is the first step you can take when you're experiencing any form of financial or mental health crisis in your life? I feel one of the first steps someone can take is definitely talking it out. I know for me, for a fact, is whenever it is I talk out a problem outside of my head, it's not as big as I imagine it. And when we're not talking about it, that's when people continue to live inside of their head. And one thing I know for sure is whenever you have a financial crisis, it will affect your mental health. And when your mental health is not in order, you can't manage your money right. And when you can't manage your money right, you have more financial issues. It's like the cycle continues. So you definitely want to talk about it with someone. And that way you can start brainstorming about solutions. I mean, who is this someone? I just find a random person. Yeah, I feel maybe like therapy. I don't know. But depending, I don't know. I'm just kidding. But I feel depending on what you feel comfortable talking about, 
you should. Someone could be a spouse. Someone could be a trusted friend. So I am not necessarily saying that, oh, just go talk to a financial advisor because that's not until the third step. But just letting someone know like, hey, I believe that this is causing major stress in my life. That's one of the things that I personally do. Like when I identify like, hey, this is a stressor, I like to talk about it to release it out there. Then when I do, the next step I would recommend people making is actually writing it down. So in this stressor, what is causing issues? Like, okay, for example, every time I see the stock market go down, (laughs) my heart rate goes up, you know, inverse relationship with the stock market movement and my heart rate. When it's time for to pay bills, I am shaking, you know, like this is not necessarily in my life, but like whenever it is you see bills, your heart is shaking. Whenever it is you see student loans, your heart is shaking. Whenever an unexpected expense comes in, you're scared, right? Whenever it is you have to think about going out or anything money related, you're triggered. So you write all of these things down. Whenever it is you write, the purpose of writing it down is to know what's in your control and what's not in your control. And the reason why that's important to identify because if it's not in your control, there's nothing you can do about it. The only thing you can do when you see the stock market going down or maybe the real estate market going down or some impending bubble, close the app. Because that's <laughs> there's some during uh, when the market crashed around March, I did not open the app for a week. I'm like, I am not. I had midterms that period. So I was like, I am not going to do this and mess up my midterms and allow this affect my other priorities. Never. So that's the, because you have no control over it. Then you can tackle the other ones that you have control over, be it like queuing our budget episodes. So go listen to that. That would help manage your money. So when you know, okay, I have issues just spending a lot. And because of that, I don't have enough for rainy day funds. So then you can, you know, properly take inventory of your finances. So when you identify, hey, what can I control? What I cannot control? Then you know what to release and say, hey, this is beyond me. So I am not going to stress about it if it comes. And okay, this is something I can control. How can I do something to mitigate it? That way it's not affecting my mental health. So what are some things that you would recommend for people to do in terms of finance and investing and stress and mental health? Yeah, so I think you said it all for the most part, but a couple of things I might add is after speaking to someone, about it now it's time to document you know i think everything becomes clearer when you write it down or you type it out especially when we do it with the things that are causing us the mental stress for example here's just an example let's say it's rent and you look at the amount you're paying in a certain place and maybe it's just too much for your income level you know when you write that down with all your other expenses now you have a decision to make but i want to drop some of these expenses and keep this rent or are the other expensive important to me I don't want to move out of this place and go somewhere more economic. So I think we have to document the different expenses you have. What exactly is that thing causing you that financial distress? How important is it? You know, okay. if it's very important, then obviously you have to leave it. Maybe you can even get a cheaper alternative. Yeah. yeah. But to me, documenting it and putting it down somewhere where you can look at it with your eyes and review all the outflows and all your inflows is very important. And after that, like we discussed in our budgeting episode, you know, there are different budgeting tools that can help you put this in perspective, work around payment plans. If, for example, if it's a debt, there are ways we can can work around payment plans and even pay lower um, interest rates as well. So that will connect back 
to plan it. So those are two tools I think that can help alleviate a lot of stress and in such a way that even if you haven't paid the debt or if you haven't covered that expense that's causing you distress, you have a plan, you know? And I think when you have a plan, you kind of have a, you take a deep sigh of relief. That, huh, even though I'm owing this money or I still, have, I still have this issue, there is a plan, there is a purpose, there's something I can do. I know what I'm doing. I think part of what causes that distress is when you kind of, like you said before, when you have no power, you know, yeah, don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, everything but, is just like coming at you. Exactly, but writing it down, making plans around that, specifically causing distress helps to alleviate that stress as well. For sure. I feel like another thing that I would definitely add would be just seeking professional help and be it from, you know, maybe a therapist or a counselor to, or even most importantly, financial advisors. I know with Bank of America, you can sit with the financial representative for free. So that this is a tool where you can meet with someone that would, you know, keep you accountable and call you and be like, Hey, this is something that we can work out. This is what we can do and everything like that. And it would advise you to help you stick to your particular plan. If you're somebody who needs extra encouragement that just an app doesn't help, you need someone who will aid you in that. So definitely getting professional help would definitely alleviate some of the stresses and burden people have. And most importantly, close the app. Especially I find that many of my friends who are new in investing, that's one of the biggest mistakes they have is that they keep watching it, like going down. That is torture that is torture it ruins your entire day for some people their entire week and i have too many priorities in my life to allow this especially when it's investment to affect how my other stuff works you know my relationship at work at being good sibling everything in my life every other thing in my life to be affected by just one facet in my life yes it also important but i'm just trying to make money i'm not trying to kill anybody right so you shouldn't be over here dying but one thing i know is like definitely getting out of your head and communicating about it would definitely help alleviate a lot of stress but it's definitely something people need to be aware of when Mm. investing because i believe that without a clear mind people tend to make a lot of mistakes with their money when your mind is not clear when i i believe it was warren buffett who said he made an emotional decision that has cost him 200 billion dollars so even the best of the best through emo even when you're not thinking clearly you cannot make good decisions so you don't want to be an emotional investor like for me i'm an arsenal fan so it would take more like a (laughs) soccer team so it would take more than i hopefully the market doesn't go down but like man that team so yeah but definitely, I think it's something that is important for you to be aware of and not letting your emotions drive you or allowing this to cause, to affect how you are mentally, where you cannot perform your core duties as a human being. So yes, we want to make wealth, but we also want to do it in sound mind as well. That's it for today. It's just a little snippet. <laughs> September was pretty rough for some people and... Yeah, it's really crazy because I have seen some people take their lives, unfortunately, online and people were like, hey, they were owing X amount of money and they saw no way out. And I feel like one of the saddest news I saw a while back that happened with Robin Hood was a guy who made an accidental trade and it wasn't going to affect him, but he saw that money 
allegedly he was owing over a million dollars and because of that he took his life and there is no amount of debt there is no amount of financial stress that is worth your life so definitely take care of your mental space whilst you invest and 